Yo, can I get my intro music? Yeah, that's it. Let's go. You tune into the daily motivation and encouragement of Fat Boy Joy. I just want to take six minutes of your day to encourage you. Let's go. Minutes, fat boy, you're on. Lord, make me over. Lord, make me over. Make me over again. Make me over again. I think oftentimes we don't realize that to represent God we must represent ourselves we must be something different than what people have seen we must present something different than what people are used to in order for our testimony to be effective in God changing us and us no longer being the same and us being new and us being transformed our testimony is of non-effect if we remain the same after Jesus as we were before Jesus entering our life um, as you know, we're doing this devotion of the chosen book one, 40 days with Jesus and day three is represent, um, scripture, Luke 9, 23 through 24. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me for whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever will lose, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it to save our lives. We must lose them. That's a mind bender for some but clearly vital to understand. Jesus said it to his disciples after they'd already dropped everything to follow him from town to town. They sacrificed their careers, home, and relationships for the man they believed to be the Messiah. Life as they knew it had turned upside down, but more would be required of them, and Jesus was doubling down. He knew what lay ahead. He knew he was leaving, and he knew they would become pillars of the early church in charge of spreading the news, the truth, and the salvation to the world. Disciples, discipling the masses and claiming Christ in the face of imprisonment, torture, and death. They would lose their lives on earth, figuratively and literally, for the sake of all they would gain in heaven. And they did it well because their testimonies, their personal stories of what Jesus had said and done were potent demonstrations of his transformative love and power in their lives. They shared the gospel with an unstoppable, contagious, relentless passion that, to be honest, seems kind of rare these days. How come? Well, for starters, they weren't in love with themselves or their own stories. They weren't branding their Christian narratives for maximum personal benefit, approval or sympathy or for clicks and likes. They weren't assigning themselves to hero roles or belaboring their before Christ dysfunction with all its juicy, sensationalistic tidbits. When you look at biblical examples, it's amazing how few words were given to their broken past. That almost exclusive focus is on Jesus. Take Mary Magdalene. The fact that she was delivered from seven demons is a crucial aspect of her testimony because it showcases Jesus, Jesus's authority and why she responded to him in the way that she did and then that's it that's all the detail we know in other words her autobiography wouldn't have been the title 
wouldn't have been entitled The Dark Years, with 300 pages dedicated to describing the monsters within. Fascinating, sure, but powerful and effective and glorifying. Uh, not so much. The reason we meet Mary subsequent to her healing, because that's where the real story is. There are a few other things we know about her. One, she followed Jesus and financially supported his ministry until his crucifixion, which means she gave everything she had to follow him. Two, she endured the crucifixion and stayed close to Jesus while he suffered and died. And three, he appeared to her first after he rose from the dead and she was the one he sent to tell the disciples the universe altering news. All because the old was gone and dead, Jesus had given her new life. Which means that even if you've been a believer for all of 10 minutes, those minutes are entirely more relevant than the 20, 40, or even 80 years of darkness prior to your conversion. Reason being, we're called to represent Jesus and to die to the lives he saved us from. When we do that and when we stay as the hero of the story, our words and our lives become real-time potent demonstrations of his transformative love and power. So God, thank you for transforming us. Thank you for changing us. Thank you for changing our mind about how we feel about us. And thank you for allowing us to represent you. But Father, we understand that in order for us to represent you, you have to represent us. So thank you for presenting us fault. Thank you for presenting us faultless. Thank you for changing the narrative of our life. Thank you for transforming us so much so that the people that used to know us have to wonder, what is it about them that has changed? What is it about them that's new? What is it about them that's different? And when they come to ask us, we point back to you. We say it's your transformative power. We say it's your grace. It's your mercy. We say it's your love for us. You loved us enough to change us. You loved and you wanted us enough to renew us, to revive what it is that we had left so that we could be used. Not just used, but used by you. We're that important to you. So, Father, thank you for allowing us to be representation of you, representation of your kingdom. And Father, let us carry that well. Let us carry it with honor. Let us be mindful that everywhere we go, we represent you. We carry your name. We carry the name of Jesus. And that means more to us than any other accolade that we get to be glory carriers. We get to carry the name of the savior. So Father, thank you for the representation. And thank you for representing us. And in that repre representation, you've presented us faultless. And we thank you and we give you praises in Jesus' name. Listen, family, I love y'all. I love y'all so much. I do, I do, I do. And until the next time.